0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Caleb Loomis, your favorite co host, and might as well be the only host because we know that I bring the best views of your favorite or, you know, maybe just one of your survivor podcasts that you enjoy listening to. I, I'm not going to act like we're your favorite, but if we are, welcome back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm honored. Uh, Alex, how are you doing tonight? Caleb, I'm great.
1: Um, you are everyone's favorite in your own heart uh that's about it so congratulations for that top spot in your own heart i'm proud of you man it's it's been a long road to get you there and i am so happy you finally earned that spot so yeah, hey, congratulations people, pour one out for you
0: uh people do tell me i have a big heart so that's a lot of people fitting into my heart that love me so i would know. i would like to see that roster of people who have told you that you know like you know how like in the grinch uh how the grinch stole christmas it's uh he it has like his heart is like three sizes too small. Well, my heart is actually twenty thousand sizes too big.
1: Wow, man, Caleb, you and the Grinch have a lot in common. Uh, I am doing well, uh, Caleb. I'm I'm. The jabs are coming early tonight because I've been rewatching or watching Australian Survivor. Um, I got back into it and I've been watching a couple seasons, and I just have a lot to talk about, and I don't know anyone in real life who watches it as well and you won't let me spoil things for you so if you're listening to this and you've watched australian survivor dm us at speak along on instagram because i would like to talk to you because i have a lot of thoughts and i am just really excited about it
0: yeah and alex just doesn't honor my process right i i will watch them when when i get there i'm i'm on season one right now of survivor um rewatching all of them. You of US survivor. It's you know, it's a good time. I got a lot of I got a lot of thoughts. I and mean, I might just do my own mini episode just because I have a lot of thoughts after that episode. Um, I could do that too. Maybe I'll do a five five-minute uh super fast episode by myself. Um uh, or or with us, whatever. Who cares? Anyways, Alex, we are here. Are you cutting today. me out? Um no, no, hey buddy, we are solid, we are good. I'm going we to change are, the
1: password to our anchor
0: account. We are um, in an alliance. And now we cut to Caleb and confessional shaking his head. Sorry, brother. No, we're not. <laughs> Alex, love you, brother. Uh, here we are. We are back doing uh, another great, exciting episode, Alex. I-, I have, when we sat down and planned out the, our next, like, kind of several episodes, we- we got some heavy hitters coming in and we definitely got some heavy hitters tonight, but before Mm -hmm. we get to the main event, my question as always has to do with these heavy hitters that we'll be talking about today. And, you know, we, we've talked about survivor second chances before and, and, you know, things like that, but, and I know there's only a handful, but, and spoiler warning. So if you don't want to know about survivor winners, hit pause, Fast forward two minutes and yeah, uh, Alex, what is your favorite winner that came back? I like, had not won before and came back the favorite winning game. Like for me, uh, you know, I love Boston Rob. Uh, and I grew up as a fan as a kid. So watching him utterly demolish and run circles around a cast of new players. Now, was he set up maybe to succeed probably but he still executed uh time and time again and convinced all of them that he wouldn't win and when it was cleared at least to us at home that man this this guy is this is like rob at his height uh most maniacal most manipulative um and honestly having some of the most fun i've seen him have on survivor and as a boston rob fan it was a lot of fun to watch him come home And when I'm sure, I'm sure Jeff feels the same way.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's, I mean, that's a great pick. I feel like I'm cheating. If I say one of the two people we're talking about today, but I just really love survivor second chances and the person that I'm talking about tonight. Uh, So Jeremy, I think is my favorite who came back to win, but I would also say poverty in um, fans versus favorites uh, season 16, Um, obviously an outstanding game. Uh, I, I was, when, when he told me this question and we were talking about it before we aired, I was thinking back to where was I, I was watching survivor in real time. I was, I think I was in middle school at that point, maybe late elementary or early middle school. I can't remember, but I remember at some point in middle school, my friends, at the lunch table were all talking about like who are celebrity crushes. And I said, poverty from survivor and no one knew who I was talking about, but I stand by that statement. Um, 15 years later. So. Hey, you,
0: everyone else, but especially Nick Wilson. <laughs> That's true which if you've watched one of the seasons we're talking about today you know exactly what we're talking about but if you haven't watched it wait till season 40 winners at war and you'll know exactly what we're talking about with that said Alex why why don't you tell the folks at home what we are discussing today who are our two head head head-to-head matchup survivor players
1: yeah absolutely we uh as always we are looking at two former survivor players uh looking at this episode, their entire gameplay across each of their three seasons and arguing who would be a better or who had the better gameplay in outwit outplay and outlast kind of in that, uh, new final tribal council formats. Uh, so, um, A few quick disclaimers before we start. As always, we do not know these two players in real life. Uh, We wish we did know them. We do not. We only know what the edit showed us uh, about their character and about their gameplay. So that's all what we can go off of. Um, But if either of you are listening, hi, uh, we're Caleb and Alex. Uh, We would love to meet you one day. Uh, We're vaccinated. So uh, hit us up
0: oh i'm almost back let's not let's not false advertisement friday. i'm vaccinated friday friday here we go hit me
1: up um so there's that um also this is a quick spoiler warning uh for let's see if i can get this right I didn't write, or let's write this down uh season 28 survivor Kakian. uh survive or season 29 san juan del sur season 31 cambodia second chances season 34 survivor game changers and season 40 winners at war wow and proud of you. if you haven't figured it out by now or didn't read the title that keeps showing up on your phone or uh, in your car right now uh, we are talking about uh jeremy and sarah lasina uh, few... affectionately
0: now referred to as lasina yes. We
1: will be referring to her as Lucina uh, because we respect her and support her. Uh, But for those of you who forgot that moment in Winners at War, Sarah Lucina is her name. We are calling her Lucina.
0: That's because she is, man, she, what, what a, what a player. I can't, I can't wait to talk about Alex. will be talking about Jeremy. I will be talking about Lucina uh, and I will apologize. I might call her Sarah because that's, she's Sarah Lucina Uh, or I might, Affectionately refer to her as Officer Sewa, as our the namesake <laughs> of our podcast refers to her as well. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, I am excited about to jump in these two. You know, these are both three time players, uh, each lost their first season very early, made the merge. And now I know, uh, Lucina gets out earlier in the merge than, than Jeremy does, but. Um, they both got early merge, and then both come back and win their next season, and then and both show up in Winners at War because they're two really great winners, and I, I'm, I'm really excited about to talk about them. Um, but yeah, as a reminder, we go through the kind of Final Tribal Council, Fantasy Final Tribal Council, where we're going to have opening statements go through Outwit, Outplay, and outlast categories and have a closing statement and at the end of the day as always we will know that i have the better argument but alex you know alex deserves a pound back too because he, he comes prepared every week nonetheless thanks man thanks man second place i'll take it there you go. uh kill
1: can, can i go first or do you want to go first
0: listen you you got it man go what's your opening statement well right. I, 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 also I'm, I'm gonna okay this disc, disclaimer all of us because i know that you love Lucina. and you know that i love jeremy that is true uh, but you know for tonight i am taking off my love of jeremy badge and i am putting on cops rs badge uh, because i am now unofficially You're in the role uh, unofficially officially a part of cops rs tonight
1: I love that. And, and what's hilarious about you saying that is I was planning to say before I started that I am arguing for Jeremy and I have an undying love for Jeremy. And so I will not be listening to anything that refutes that that comes out of your mouth tonight, Caleb. Uh, so I am just a massive Jeremy fan, uh, which is good, um, to have these arguments for, but sometimes, um, you know, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i don't see the downside of his gameplay because i just really love him so much i that's happened before in previous episodes i'll admit it i think that happens in a lot of seasons,
0: <clears throat>
1: seasons. dean 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 okay everyone go back and listen to episode nine and you'll know that i won that episode i yeah. stand by okay that.
0: I, I think we've i that. think we have uh belabored the point long enough yeah. Alex, if you're ahead. still listening all right Get we'll start, start
1: into our opening Statements, Caleb, you took a little bit about my opening statement, but I just want to acknowledge in it the similarities between Lucina and Jeremy. Uh, Three-time players, both were blindsided in their first season. They both won their second season. They both went deep into the game in the third season. Uh, They both had a very close ally from their first season that was on Winners at War with them, kind of as a pair. Um, They, in my opinion, I think they squarely fit into either a hero or a villain archetype um based on their especially winning season uh i think it's hard to argue another one jeremy having that hero archetype and, and lasina having that more villainous archetype again neither here nor there they're both great ways to win the game uh and i will say this i think they're both extremely well-rounded in terms of out without outlast and i think they're both top 10 of all time survivor players so this is a very Small slight margin of an entire episode. Um, so I want to acknowledge that before we even start. Uh, but with that spirit in mind, I think Jeremy in that slight margin has better gameplay because he literally changed the way seasons 31 through 40 have played based on his invention or at least naming of his strategy of the meat shield strategy. We've seen that come up in several other seasons in various forms after his winning season in Survivor Cambodia. And I think the fact that he did quite literally change the game but didn't even win the season called Game Changers uh, is just an ironic fact. Uh, But, um, you know, obviously they play head-to-head in Winners at War, despite him being voted out before Lucina was voted out in Winners at War. I do think and will stand by tonight that Jeremy had the better three-season gameplay
0: arc compared to Lucina. Interesting. Okay, well, Alex, I also just to kind of say, I think while I will acknowledge that meat shield strategy maybe surfaced with Jeremy, there are plenty of other players that successfully played a meat shield strategy before then.
1: Yes, but he was the first to name it that and really have the entire season like
0: surrounded by that idea. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just making sure that he's not the he didn't invent meat shield strategy. He named it okay uh well there's a lot of names that haven't stuck uh over the course of survivors survivor you know, name Ill. five voting blocks uh uh the immunity talisman which is what the immunity idol is originally called in season one which i just realized that's cool <laughs> has anyone it. ever played talisman uh, out there the board game <laughs> <laughs> okay game. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move on with sarah uh Lassina and you know you I love that you you set me up for this, Alex. You said that uh, she is the she won playing a villainous gameplay that she was a villain, and you said that Jeremy had the better three season collective of Survivor. And Alex, let's not forget something: Survivor is about story. And yes, it's about game strategy and and but it's also about story and the story that you tell about your game and your people is as important as what you do in that game. And I don't know that there is a better three-season arc of a Survivor player than in Sarah Lucina. In Survivor Kagyan, she plays hard and aggressive, trying to take control of the game, only for it to come back and is the reason, in that middle spot, is the reason she gets voted off. Goes into Game Changers, which... I collectively, you know, in my head canon, uh, Game Changers is about game changers like Ozzy and, and Ceri, uh, that actually change mm-hmm. the game of Survivor and people that need to change their game. Uh, so Lucina, being in the latter of that, goes in and masterfully does exactly what her mistake in Kageon was trying to play too aggressively in the middle, but her success in Game Changers was playing strategically from the middle time and time again, so much so that by fans and all accounts, hated her gameplay and hated the way that she was deceptive and manipulative and some might say villainous. Only to have an arc in the end where she does many of this plays the very same way expertly with Tony this time around uh, as, as not with Tony last time. And yet we comes to realize that, Hey, the way that she won the, her second, her first, second game was just as valid, whether she was a man or a woman. And that was her story. And so in terms of, and she was able to get herself to the end again and just came up one fire making challenge short. And so from a holistic sp- not just story she has the better story but she's the better survivor player ultimately by the way that she learns and adapts in her game and every game that she comes in she arguably plays a better game
1: my only response despite being out of character uh to uh, support your uh, player that you're arguing for within the hour of our episode uh, is Sarah deserve no hate for her game in game changers. It was an expertly played game and anyone who says it wasn't or is mad at it. Um, I'm not going to say you should stop watching survivor, but I'm not, not going to say that.
0: <laughs> yes. So Just let's, playing. let's jump in to. Uh, Outwit, which as a reminder is the social and strategic portion and in particular you know I, maybe we need to start changing how we're talking about this Alex because right outplay is strategic and how you use some of those things socially strategic part of the game I think maybe is a better yeah. way uh to say it but in terms of Sarah you know I think I I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give you this to you because and I'll have a point to make about her outplay game Jeremy's gonna win an outplay like uh because because he has immunity wins that Sarah doesn't, uh, uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. But the highlight of her game, and you know, I think of season thirty-nine, which now I won't spoil the season of winner of season thirty-nine plays a very expertly expert social game that he that they deem as an old school social game. Sarah understands new school social gameplay that is not predicated solely around advantages and using advantages for other people but building relationships because she goes from kagiyan in the naive as the naive swing vote to being the trusted friend with a ruthless heart doing what she needed to do time and time again but yet time and time again in kagiyan and not kagiyan but in game changers She builds friendships and relationships with people all across the the board, and yet everyone still thinks, Sarah's my best friend. Of course, Sarah, I'm with Sarah. She's my best friend. That is not only the narrative in the game, but the narrative of people outside of the game saying, like, yeah, I had no idea that this would happen. And, And in some ways, I think that is why Sarah's game is seen as villainous seen it is hated on because it was very cutthroat. because as i'll go through here in just a moment with a couple of my points is that she builds relationships and then cuts people real fast real hard with no holds bars and that is the beauty of her game i I think knowing that she does i'll give you an example because and this is not from the show this is from accounts later on and so people can fact check me on this but my favorite story about game changers is the fact that uh, Sarah got in, in the final you know, five-ish, like, as they're kind of dwindling down, she had built this relationship with Troy Zan and, and Culpepper, Brad Pepper. And at that point, Sarah had cut so many people that no one trusted her word. So she decided that like, all right, I'm going to trade sentimental pieces in order to gain trust, right? So she convinced Troy Zan and Culpepper to give her their wedding rings as a sign of trust that they wouldn't like that way if they voted her out those rings were going in the ocean the next day and she gave them a bracelet that she wore during her first game of kagiyama that meant a lot to her except here's the thing the bracelet was meaningless it didn't mean anything but that didn't matter she still convinced them to keep her and work with her despite all that but the right that's a very ruthless way to play survivor in some ways a a Russell Hance way to play survivor but the thing is is that time and time again Sarah still has incredible bonds with people it's her ability to build social relationships that defines Sarah's game and the things that I want to point out in terms of how she does this right uh, in Kageon she does not do this well she goes in with Tony and says, hey, it's, it's us two. She figures out that he's a cop and it's going to be cops or us. And then like gets upset at Tony because like she's like on the outs after a split tribe and like Tony's chanting final five, baby. And she's like, well, what, what about me? What happened to me? Um, and then decides that she wants to hold all the power. And then of course, you know, Chaos Cast comes in and uh, has a little bit to say about that. And she misplays that. But in Game Changers, she learns how to play the middle. She learns from her mistakes and does it expertly. Some people that she builded, built bridges with, right? She starts off in both her first tribe and her swap tribe, building bridges and building relationships with the people that might have been seen, might have seemed on the outs. One in Suri, who Sari came on to be a very pivotal player throughout game changers, but was a target early on for being a well-known, well-liked player. And Troy Zan, who on a swamp tribe was the odd man out, yet she builds a relationship with her or with him. And then later, uh, Sarah builds relationships with Sierra Don Thomas and Brad Culpepper, another pivotal part of the game as she built relationship and relationship so that she knew how to navigate where she needed to go throughout Game Changers. And like I said, unlike Nkagyan, Sarah learned to play the middle perfectly after Haley is voted out. Sari and Andrea want to work with her, but then Debbie also wants to work. We have two competing alliances wanting to work with Sarah, and she knows how to perfectly play the middle and goes with one side for one vote and then goes with another side for another vote. But still, the other side wants her back, the next tribal council. She goes back and forth, back and forth, even in the midst of a blow-up with Seri, where there's a miss, there's a, some hurt feelings over a misplayed advantage, right? As a reminder, Sarah has a steal a vote that she lets Seri hold, and Seri thinks she can play it. Seri tries to play it on Sarah to protect Sarah from Ty. And Sarah gets mad, because it's her advantage to play, and she didn't get the okay from Seri. So what does Sarah do? She votes out Seri's next closest ally. She makes up with sari because she's like hey ty was after you she goes to ty and some for some reason ty tells sarah yeah I, i was actually going after you the relationships that she built and the way that she was able to build them is incredible and i and i think we could i could say a lot about game changers and i could keep going back with game changers But the last thing I'll say about her social gameplay is that we see the social gameplay show back up in Winners at War. When she builds her relationship with Tony again, and the Cops Are are Us alliance, the true Cops Are Us alliance, goes on to control the rest of the game. And I think a lot of people could point to all of Tony's great gameplay in that season, uh, which he is great, but it is not done without Lysina. But more importantly, she does the same things that she does in Game Changers to great effect in Winners at War. She builds relationships with both her Kogian alliance, as well as Kim, who is initially on the Ounce, as well as Sophie, who is a part of this original new school single player winners at alliance that alliance that gets formed. And some other, some other points, I, I feel like I'm getting lost in the weeds here a little bit. But Alice, the last thing I'll say in terms of just her her gameplay in Winners at War, I want to point out the things that she does to build bonds and the way that she builds bond that helps that her navigate the game and get farther in the game where people are still saying, well, Sarah's is my best friend. Of course, she wouldn't do anything to me. She builds bonds with, uh, despite not being a second time player, as I said, with the alliance that was Sophie and Yule, and even Yule, who is a very clear ride or die in some ways with Sophie early on. When he gets voted out, who does he give his two fire tokens to? One to Sophie and one to Lucina. When Sophie, uh, instead, later in Winters at War, when Kim Kim tries to, um, when Sarah's name keeps popping up, Kim, who she had kind of been working with, but wasn't working with early on, works to protect Sarah as votes are being rallied against her. And then ultimately, while her relationship with Tony, I think is vital for the game, her relationship with Ben, someone that she ended up on a swamp tribe with and had to build a relationship very quickly is the linchpin that defines the game of Winners at War. Because it has been working with Lucina and Tony that becomes the threesome that runs the rest of the game so much so that ben more or less gives up his own spot to let lacina have a chance to win so if we want to talk about strategy and social relationships there is no better model than sarah lacina and I don't care what you have to say with Jeremy because he is great and and very relatable and likable. But there is no one that can toe that line of I'm your best friend and I'm your worst enemy like Sarah Lucina. And in many ways, why I'm a fan of her gameplay, because I think that's how I would play.
1: Hang on, let me wake up from this nap I took
0: uh, for the last how long
1: was that? I don't even know. No, uh, Caleb, good good points overall. Uh, I have an opinion about Ben and his decision in Winners at War uh, that I will keep to myself. But I'm um, I'm happy for Sarah. The outcome of that, um, I I do think there's a lot of, you know, as you're talking, a lot of really interesting like what ifs, uh, related to Lisina's game. Like, and, no, I, and not, not taken away from her gameplay whatsoever. But like, my first thought is if the game changers jury is a bitter jury, what happens? Um, because it, you know, we look at maybe Samoa, uh, a very, very bitter jury um, against a player there. Uh, what if the game changers jury is just as bitter? Because that idea of being I'm, I'm your best friend until the day you get voted out. And then I look shocked when you get voted out. And then I go to Ponderosa and I find out you've been working against me the entire time. Uh, I, I think that that can only happen to be rewarded from that from an all returning player season. Um, I, I don't think that's super um, that can be replicated in every season. And that depends on the jury. So like, that's a big, what if for me, like a big, what if is what if she beats Tony in the fire making challenge, does she win or does Natalie win? Uh, I think that's a great question. Um,
0: yeah. I didn't, I don't bring know. Up and that. It, I didn't bring up that. Uh question.
1: Uh right. No, no, no. That's just what I'm thinking, like okay. as you're talking of like we don't need to get into that, but like there's a lot of really interesting things that could happen with Sarah's game. Um
0: yeah, but I but- would say that the game changers jury was a bitter jury. Go back and watch that jury and they are bitter at all of them.
1: Right? right. I mean, except except
0: maybe not Troy because he's he's just kind of oh I'm there. Uh but like I mean everyone's better at like cold pepper goes on a five five immunity challenge like, streak that like is legendary right that that should have that could have been a winning game in another season but i yeah. think it's her ability to backstab people but still like that's the name of survivor right right but i'm just Can saying, saying not everyone rewards out, that not I, everyone rewards that i know but I, w- I would also say i would agree with you except for the fact of i would say past season 30 i think any new or returning would understand that be as like solid gameplay i think you know i would hope so pre-20 i definitely think that's probably a a different story um but yeah yeah
1: Yeah. it's also interesting just the comparison of uh season 39 and season 40 with a tight um two-person alliance uh one that wins and one that um is out at the fire making challenge uh that's a really interesting dynamic too i'm not I'm trying Wait, not to spoil who, it.
0: Was, who was the two person alliance in Game Changers?
1: Sorry, not Game Changers, but Winners at War. Oh, 39 and 40. That's what I mean. Yes, um, yes, okay. That's like an interesting comparison of kind of a tight two that uh, one ended up getting to the end and kind of getting all the credit for, but I think really it was the other person who got voted out in fourth that really had a lot more to do with the social side of things. Yeah, um, I don't stars. know. I,
0: I, I still think like I think if Tony and Sarah are still there, I think Tony still may win based off of his use of idols and, and things like that in the yeah game. Um,
1: yeah i'm just it's an interesting comparison that's what yeah. i'm saying uh but i agree i mean her ability to be your best friend and then vote you out is um a lethal one and um no one has done it better than her so good on her for doing that um that's yeah. that's a solid <laughs> solid point for her
0: yes but that's things that like, people are still like like they still love sarah like that's crazy that's the crazy thing it's crazy
1: all right uh jeremy's outwit um I'm going to talk a little bit about each of his three seasons, but, but I want to go out of order and start with Cambodia because I think it's his strongest, and obviously that's the season that he wins. Um, I mentioned in my opening statement he perfected the meat shield strategy, uh, which if we look at the cast of this season, uh, the meat shield strategy is needed on this type of season. You have a lot of big alpha males, uh, and the strategy we, we know it was kind of, kind of developed – Uh, as he looked at being on a tribe with uh, you have Andrew Savage, who's a very vocal um, leader type of the tribe, old school leader, vocal uh, alpha male. And then you have Joe, who's just, uh, you know, Joey amazing and can do any, you know, anything uh, according to his tribe. And so seeing that like those two, he, he had to do that. Uh, So, and I think, why he implemented this so well is because it was directly taken from his first season where he was the number one threat at the, you know, tribe swap um, a few episodes into the game until his exit, um, you know, a couple of votes into the merge, Jeremy was the target and he had no one bigger than him uh, to kind of hide behind. And so I think it's really interesting how well he swapped that and said, oh, I, I, I need someone here um which i think it's kind of a good embodiment of that second chance idea i think lucina also has a great embodiment of that second chance um but he changed Jeremy her season, game right but jeremy's season was called second chances yeah, <laughs> Lucina's yeah. wasn't
0: well she changed her game so she was so that a it
1: wasn't change. changer of games it was game changers
0: well yeah she changed her game so yeah just
1: you Caleb, just because you think that's what the season should have been, it's not what Jeff Probst wanted it to be. So you are just going to have to deal with that, man. Uh, also, what's really interesting in Cambodia is, in addition to this meat shield strategy, two of his three closest allies were like the non-alpha men of the season, which is really interesting. It was more the, the, the strategic brainy type uh, that he really protected. And so he's having these meat shield strategies, but when they start to leave – He's like he's solid enough with the other guys that he doesn't need as that meat shield, uh, which is just kind of a fun thing. I I realized as we were looking at this season for his strategy, Um, the other outwit piece of this season was just keeping his family uh, and soon to be born son uh, out of strategy until the very end. I think that's a really smart way to do it. And he said he couldn't talk about it because they didn't want to get voted out because of it. Uh, and, and I think he still would have won even dis, you know if he didn't say that at final tribal council. I don't think that was the reason he won uh, that season, but it obviously helps. Um, but I, I think that was a really smart move on his end. And, and I imagine an incredibly difficult move uh, to go through. You know, we see him break down as Savage is talking about his wife and his family and Jeremy's like, I, I can't talk about it. I, I, I have to win for them and I can't talk about it yet. Uh, so I think that's a really great, uh, subtle outwit move. And also, I think the season we just we never saw him slip up in terms of social player strategy. I mean, he was on fire, on top of it the entire season, always two steps ahead. Uh, he had no votes against him that whole season. A very strong season until the final six. You're shaking your head. That's true. He had no votes against him until the final six, and at that point, he p- successfully played an idol and nullified them. So. If we take out the nullified votes, he had no votes against him until the final tribal council when he swept the jury. Um, So that's his Cambodia game. His other two games, San Juan del Sur was his first game. Uh, A few fun strategic moments here. Uh, I love that he calls out John Rocker um, for not protecting Val. Now what Jeremy doesn't know is Val's being protected was based on her having an idol that she lied about having. Um, And so it wasn't great for her strategy that season didn't work out for her. Um, But John Rocker and Jeremy were at exile Island together. They promised to look out for their um, respective partners and Val gets voted out that same episode. And so he calls John Rocker out and says, you know, I thought you were going to protect Val uh, and kind of forces John in front of his entire tribe to say, yeah, I, I was trying to protect her leading to him being voted out among other reasons. Uh, so that's just kind of a, a, a fun thing that he did, uh, when, uh, Hunapu voted or threw the challenge, the only one they lost that season, um, pre swap, um, thanks to Drew Christie for throwing it to try to take out Wentworth. Uh, Jeremy voted with the women of the tribe to take out Drew. Um, and so th- I, I love that he was a part of that. It's a fun move. I talked about in the Wentworth episode quite a bit. Um, And then he also helped John and Jacqueline kind of sway over to his side. Now, mostly that was Jacqueline choosing uh, to sway to his side uh, post-merge because she didn't like kind of uh, some comments that was made from the the other alliance. But uh, Jeremy was a part of that in helping them uh, swap over to then take out Josh, who was kind of the strategic threat of the other opposing alliance. Finally, we have winners at war. Um, He was targeted right away from being on a, being having a previous relationship with natalie anderson um i hate that they put tony and sarah on the same original tribe and natalie and jeremy on the same original tribe uh, that that just didn't make sense to me
0: um in hindsight but whatever um Gail. okay it's your time i i didn't you didn't interrupt me so i'm not gonna interrupt you go you go
1: thanks for respecting me buddy uh he worked his way out of a original Cele tribe with Michelle and, and kind of flipped it on the old school alliance uh, and kind of played hardball a little bit with Boston Rob too, which is fun to see him and Michelle be able to do that. Um, they then swapped to the Decal tribe. I uh, believe I'm saying that correctly. Uh, it was just him and Denise against Tony, Sandra and Kim. Uh, what a powerhouse of a tribe. Wow. Um, but he had a good enough relationship with Denise that despite voting for her to go home, she played an idol for him. And then for herself, and then made her big move, which uh, it was fun to watch uh, in, in real time. Uh, smartest move? No, but great move uh, to watch. And then post-merge, uh, we kind of see him start to fall flat a little bit. Um, he's, he's trying to work his way to work with Tony and secure a spot for himself. Uh, but it was just a little too late. Uh, you know, We see him even voting out a close ally in Wendell to try to secure that spot. Uh, but just kept being on the wrong set of numbers, and when it finally shook out, um, he was just on the 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 opposite alliance. Um, now I just want to take a moment to acknowledge uh, rest in peace to my favorite could have been alliance of all time,
0: everyone's Jeremy favorite, and everyone's favorite could Michelle and Tyson. <sighs> and you and you know why that fell apart. You know why it fell apart, Alex. It's because Jeremy saved himself. Because Jeremy left Tribal Council. Ugh. <sighs>
1: same thing he saved himself sorry tyson you're out uh so (sighs) that's all i got for outwit any response or are we good
0: oh yeah i the only response i have is that alex i would not say that jeremy played you you said his uh second chances outwit game was per flawless um and i i would argue that his outwit game in second chances is by no means flawless. I think the big glaring gap in Jeremy's game is something that happens to him in every single season. And that is that he is willing to put full trust in people and to the wrong people. He ultimately, he ultimately trusts John Minch uh, to keep him, flips on him. He is convinced, despite Tasha and, and Spencer telling him Kimmy is flipping on us. Kimmy is flipping on us. And and Jeremy's like no, he's not. No, he's not. No, no. No, and like if he doesn't have an idol, he goes home. Uh, right. I I don't think he would have played that bold if he didn't have an idol though. I I know, but what I'm saying I I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause. Put put a pin in that. We have one, two and then the third time is he is convinced he and Tony are together. That's that's who it is. And you you know, you said that he was on the wrong side of the alliance he doesn't think that he's on the wrong side of the alliance he thinks he and tony are working together and right. completely and it like you're watching winners at war and it's like why like what are people doing why like can they not see this and this is a testament to tony's game in that but like again like his big glaring weakness is that like he he trusts some people that he doesn't need to trust and then won't shake that and that his both times that he doesn't have an idol to protect himself it's his undoing
1: yeah that's interesting i i said we didn't see him slip up uh i didn't say it was flawless uh, so i want to okay. acknowledge that okay, too I mean, up. you you you're correct that you know he didn't think Kimmy was gonna flip but again it had no effect on this game because he had the idol and nullified it and i think anyone yeah. who in in a, in a, in a season Okay, as strong as Cambodia to escape through with zero votes and then sweep the jury is a very close to flawless game, yeah. Um, to play, time, time and now. I want to acknowledge one more thing. Uh You tried to refute my comment of saying he had a great social game in uh, in Cambodia with comments about all three of his games, Um, and that's not what I said. I didn't say no, flawless. So no, game, no, no. Okay, that's that's
0: fine. Okay, you said that he had no slip ups. What what I'm trying to say is that. His uh, idol play is a great towards his outplay portion of this conversation. Absolutely, perfectly plays that. What I'm saying is that overall, his biggest glaring weakness over all three seasons in this is that. But that's not what I argued. I know, and that's not... What what I'm trying to argue right now is his outwit game. And the reason... I thought I I was arguing for Jeremy. The reason why I brought up... uh, cambodia in particular is because that is the time that he has an idol that saves him from himself and when he doesn't have an idol to save him from himself he does like that that's his big hole in his game in the same way that sarah's big hole in uh was trying to play too hard and trying to be trying to be the controller of everything so that that's all i want to say is like when when we're thinking about Sarah versus Jeremy in terms of outwit. I think like, that's why for me, Lucina takes the top here.
1: Right. But that's who you're arguing for this episode. So, all right. I'm going to move on to outplay uh, to keep this ball rolling. Um, Outplay is both the advantages as well as the physical component, the challenges, uh, things like that of the season. Uh, For Jeremy, uh, he has across three seasons, a total... Of 23 challenge wins Uh, 18 of those are tribal challenge wins uh, which is very impressive also a cool stat is that he only lost one tribal challenge in his first two seasons each season Uh, in San Juan del Sur they they threw it uh, as I previously mentioned um, and then he only lost one challenge um, tribal challenge in Cambodia second chances and he was only on a tribe with Joe
0: for half that time so uh don't use that as an excuse that's pretty I I wouldn't and I chuckled earlier because Drew Christie just the the gift that keeps on giving you know I we've referenced him in
1: at least three episodes which is like almost more than he got referenced on his season it's awesome um And then he also had five individual wins. Uh, One was a reward challenge win in San Juan del Sur. The other was an immunity challenge win when he needed to. He was a target, um, and that's when he was able to take out Josh, kind of his rival in that. Uh, In Cambodia, he won two individual immunity challenges, um, and that included the Final Four challenge, which basically at that point when he won, uh, we see both Wentworth and he break down crying, Wentworth knowing she just lost the game and Jeremy knowing he just won the game, um, which is as a massive fan of both of those players, it's, it's too emotionally conflicting, conflicting for me to want to watch it uh, any more than I have to. And then in Winners at War, he did win one individual immunity challenge as well. Uh, Four advantages. I'm going to be honest. Uh, The Winners at War piece, uh, it wasn't updated on Survivor Wiki, and I've only watched it when it was live last year. So I, I may miss something here. Uh, but in Cambodia, he did have two idols. He found one in the challenge, one at camp, successfully played both of them. He played one for Fishback in at the final 10, saving Fishback, and then played again the second one for himself at the final six. Uh, that is the first tribal council where there were zero votes, um, eligible votes cast because he got three votes. Wentworth also got three votes and played an idol for herself. Uh, and so that was kind of a really fun historic tribal council. And then Winners at War, uh, he had an auto-played for him, as I mentioned, by Denise, despite really not needing it. Um, also, he had a safety without power advantage, uh, which is what you mentioned, that he he left uh, tribal. Basically, it's he's safe, but he can't vote. Uh, and so it was kind of a five-to-five five alliance, and he said, see ya, um, which, I, again, hard for his alliance. It kind of crumbled his alliance, but he's not in it to be, you know, a top five Alliance. He's in it to win. And, and, and I think he was a the target there. And I think uh, he saved himself. So good on him. And he actually was able to kind of work his way up uh, to eventually get seventh place from that. And so uh, he was able to kind of scrap his way a few more places to the top, even after leaving. Um, and so
0: that was kind of a fun advantage for him. Um, but that's my yeah, output. It him. wasn't a fun advantage for the rest of us though. I mean just it's it's a weird advantage i know I'm but just, i'm just I, I i i will as a side tangent real fast i will, i will always wonder now if i ever met kim spradlin I'd, I'd i'd say a lot of things but one of the questions i wouldn't ask her is kim like did you tell jeremy that you would play an idol for him because kim has an idol at that point and it's like if she would have played it would he have stayed and that, that would have it's just like yeah. what could In have the, the course of the game could have drastically changed.
1: You never know. Uh, I, I, I will say you may never meet Kim Spradlin but uh, one of us Has flown on the same plane as Kim Spradlin That's true uh, and, and two and two. Uh, shout out to Michelle Fitzgerald that episode uh, By flipping and voting out Tyson knowing her alliance is going down Just to kind of save face With the other group of five um, What impeccable Gameplay for Michelle Fitzgerald shout out to her We don't give her enough shout outs Come on let's go Michelle all right Um, take it away with Lucina.
0: yeah i you know i think as i watched her game uh play how many challenge wins did jeremy have did you say 23 great uh sarah has 22 total challenge wins alex how many of those were individual immunity wins how many did you guess three seasons originally,
1: play. originally i thought she had more but i think at the top of the episode you said jeremy would win this because he had all the individual immunity wins so i'm mm-hmm. gonna guess zero but i don't
0: i think that's wrong zero okay. zero immu- individual immunity wins and what i find about this right one of the things that you always say what's most impressive is like when something's very big or something's very small she has one said that about votes uh but what I'm, I'm, I'm taking that logic into here of like uh I'm going to in terms of her, I, and I'll talk about this and outlast more, but like she never, ever, ever has had individual immunity ever uh, and like has never been and like made it to the end basically twice.
1: Um, okay, real quick, I just want to acknowledge that that is quite literally by definition you putting words in my mouth
0: i know thank you you're welcome okay thanks um so but she has 22 total challenge wins so those those are mostly from um her team tribal challenges and which a lot of those come from both Kagyan, because she doesn't really go to tribal council except for once before pre-merge i think and then in game changer she doesn't go to tribal council except like once before pre-merge and so uh, she has a lot of tribal wins but um i think so I, i can't really talk about her like outplay in terms of advantage or not advantages but but winning challenges right she's a good competitor she like contributes to her team she's great my favorite one of my favorite scenes of her is like she's trying to throw a challenge to get the brains like to get Cliff Robinson out and like she's just like flabbergasted while like watching the other two tribes like we're not trying to win but we still won <laughs> if only she had Drew Christie on her team <laughs> I know if only if only um but what I can talk about is Lucina's use and knowledge of advantages, which like, <laughs> how much fun is Lucina in Game Changers? Um, she not only like, and she really heats up, not pre-merge, post-merge, uh, right? She finds an advantage, a steal of vote advantage underneath a disgruntled Michaela who's sitting out of a challenge and has the wherewithal to get not jump into the boat, but jump into the water, get up on a deck, grab something, and then get into the boat. I don't know how she got away with that without anyone being like, oh, what's, what's she doing? Anyways, she, so she, she got that advantage from that. Um, but it was a steal a vote. Alex, I, you always bring trivia questions to me. I have a trivia question for you. Uh, she is the first person uh, to use a vote steal and vote for the eliminated player okay there have been twice before then the vote steal had come up who are the other two players that use the vote steal but did not use it did not use it on the eliminated player
1: i know for certain fishback is one of them
0: yep mm-hmm. um
1: he voted for uh he stole joe's vote and voted for joe and abby i believe mm-hmm. um, and i think that's the episode he got voted out um So I'm guessing it either had to be in season 32 or 33 because I think game or Cambodia was the first time we saw that. Um,
0: It is. I will go ahead and tell you it is not. Oh, oh, oh! It was uh the postal worker guy
1: from uh, Dan Dan. Dan. Winter worlds apart. Dan worlds apart. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: I just I think we've talked about this before. Like the name Dan in Survivor is just not a great (laughs)
1: legacy.
0: yes dan they both he votes for i think he votes for mike ultimately but i think so yeah mike plays an idol and and he goes home right yep Mm -hmm. yep fascinating uh so um but also so in terms of that uh the other like her other big play right not only finding so what's great about lasina's advantage game is that she uses advantages meant for other people for herself uh first the steal a vote second um she uses the uh, legacy advantage that Sierra Don Thomas, because she's great at building relationships. Sierra Don Thomas tells her, "Yes, I have this legacy advantage." Because in, in her in defense to her like decision to do that, she's kind of on the outs. She's trying like, Lucina is the swing vote. She's trying to build that trust with Sarah, and Sarah goes, "I kind of want that for myself because you just promised it to me." So what does she do? She votes Sierra out. Feigns ignorance and gets the legacy vote given to her, which she uses successfully in Advantage Megeton, which we can't talk about Advantage Megeddon because beautiful and wonderful Cere. No, but but I only will say that she he, she used that advantage correctly. Um but in Winners at War too she also successfully and correctly uses a steal a vote again uh to help kind of flip the ties. She uses that in the vote that Jeremy leaves um and so um she also finds and uh she gets natalie to share about an idol later on like when natalie and michelle are trying to like work on flipping sarah against ben and 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 tony and and i think uh i think denise is still in the game at this point but yeah natalie shares that and again that goes back to her testament of her outwit um and then tony almost plays an idol on sarah because Sarah is so hurt because Tony, like, blindsides her at one point, leaves her out of a vote, and she's, like, furious at him, which I remember sitting there watching, like, Sarah, how could you ever, tr- like, he's going to do it to you again? And and Tony didn't do it to her again, which, like, I did not expect. But anyways, almost as an idol played for her. So, like I said, her story of uh, advantages is using advantages that are meant for other people, which is deceptive and manipulative in its own way, and I love it.
1: Actually, really love that tagline for uh Lucina. I think that's a great tagline of using advantages meant for other people. Um, two thoughts one, I just remembered that that episode where um Jeremy leaves and Sarah plays her vote, it's like a standoff between Sarah or Lucina and Jeremy, uh, which is kind of what we're doing right now. Oh, so,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> kind of a fun moment. That the one of the few interactions of these two players, it's like that advantage standoff of who's gonna play it first, they're um, both
0: like. Hey, Jeff, and look at one another. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, nope,
1: nope. Uh, Super fun. Uh, The other moment, uh, I I have two distinct memories from watching Game Changers in real time. I was in grad school at the time. Uh, One is obviously we've mentioned several times on this podcast before when Malcolm uh, was voted out. Uh, Truly, truly a sad night um, for all of us, uh, especially me. But uh, the other is when she convinced uh, Sierra to give her the legacy advantage and she votes her out and she acts surprised and confused and then gets it i mean i i walked away i like that's that's the best move i've seen in years uh it's it's perfect and you know you've mentioned a lot of how you would want to play like lucina i feel like that moment of Lucina is exactly how i would play
0: <laughs> and i would love oh that. man what a yeah i just, yeah. I, just love. I love like Sarah's so shocked at like that she because she's not expecting to go home and i think if she would have sat there and thought about it she would have like been able to count the votes of like oh yeah sarah definitely just voted out voted me out um but it's so funny
1: it's so funny all right so let's, uh let's wrap this thing up and, and go for outlast um and caleb you can go first with this one
0: yeah which outlast just being the kind of whatever we want to throw at the dartboard uh, in terms of this. But one of the things I always like to mention in our Outlast category is the fact that um, in her seasons, she has uh, a total of 11 votes against her the entire season, Uh, six in her Kageon, which is what gets her voted out, three in um, Game Changers, and two in Winners at War. Uh, She lasts 19, 39, and 38 days for a total of 96 days uh, again one day short of that final three and if not for a fire making challenge could have been sitting there in the final three and we don't know I, I i would love to see that final tribal i i want i want to see that final tribal um and then i, I mentioned this earlier she she holds the record for being zero and 21 in individual immunity challenges which like is impressive when she has never had individual played three times. Made it three yet two games. Either two day thirty nine or to the second to last day, uh, and never has had individual. immunity, mean, never went into a tribal council, except for with her. Um, not steal vote. The legacy advantage has never. So really, you would say she's only gone to the tribal council ever, feeling completely one hundred percent safe, one time, because that legacy advantage could only be played at certain times. So I think it's just impressive. And real fast, one more t- trivia question, Alex, because you know you, you bring all the trivia questions for me, but I have one for you. Um, she is also the only three-time player to not win an individual immunity. Can you name, in, in, in a season, can, can you name the other five?
1: Who are three-time players and never
0: won individual immunity? Yep. Oh, gosh. Um they're not winners not necessarily winners there are some winners in this five but
1: oh my gosh uh i don't even know where to begin (laughs) uh sari sari is one yep okay we'll take that um ozzy has andrea has she has played with two
0: of the two of the others
1: okay amber nope okay amber won okay she's Um...
0: on yeah amber must have won one somewhere down the line this wasn't survivor wiki someone can fact check me
1: there's there's too many names popping in my head that my (laughs) mind is blank so i i got one of them i'll take that okay uh sandra oh that makes sense
0: uh tina are the winners uh varner oh and someone like who is so like physically adept you're like i'm i'm kind of i'm not surprised but i am surprised james interesting he's never won an individual immunity. like as much as like as people like vote him out for being a physical threat no, like he's true. he's never won an individual immunity yeah. so fun facts for you point. um and my last point about Lacina and her game uh in terms of uh voting i always like to bring up kind of their voting record uh she is uh one for two in kagiyan she is 10 for 12 in tribal councils and game changers in which one of those was a split vote and she technically votes incorrectly in that split vote and the other one was advantage mageddon where like there was literally no no votes were correct so um and then i went back through and read all like the descriptions of winners at war episodes trying to figure out like or like read the, and doing that reminded me how crazy some of the tribal councils were so my best guess not doing enough digging uh is she's seven of 12 in winners at war but there's just so much like like Things being nullified and i i just too confused so i'm gonna give her a like not this isn't a generous this is like i'm i'm aiming for the low end seven for 12 and winners at war um so yeah ultimately i think Lucina's out last right when both considering both her and jeremy they make it that they have lots of things like tallies against them they both kind of control their own games that they win which is usually the case for a winner of a season Uh, but i think her biggest notch in her cap is not only really having immunity once going into a tribal council and two, getting to day 39 and 38 in two of her seasons.
1: Yeah, Guild, We, I think we've been friends for too long um, because I also tried to roughly figure out how many correct votes Jeremy had. <laughs> <laughs> it had a bit of a hard time. So this may not make total sense and may not be accurate. But... <laughs> i i took out the two votes that he got voted out uh because i was like everyone misses it when they get voted out um and so he across the three seasons um had 17 for 23 correct votes um which is a very high percentage uh of correct votes across a career of survivor in san juan del sur other than the vote that he got voted out he had he was perfect um now there was only, I think there were like three or four tribal councils and that's it. I think actually maybe only two tribal councils that he actually went to, but he got them both correct. Um, in Cambodia, um, he he missed, let's see, uh, four votes. Uh, one was a split vote um, between Cass and Sierra. Uh, he voted for Sierra. Um, two, he voted for Wentworth when she played her two idols. Um, so they were nullified. Uh, and then, he, so he, he only missed... Um, one vote, and that was when Fishback was voted out. Um, that was the only one in Cambodia that he wasn't in the loop for, um, despite, like, kind of idols. Um, but you can't touch Wentworth and her idols, as we know. Uh, and then Winners at War, um, he missed two as well. Uh, again, once he voted for Denise uh, when she played her idol. Um, and then the only other one that he was actually out of the loop for uh, was Adam, Um the very first tribal council he voted for Adam uh, rather than Natalie. So across his career kind of being completely out of the loop and only two tribal councils uh, is a very impressive feat. In my opinion, um, he, he missed more technically due to those idle plates and stuff like that. But I think he's, he's always in the know or almost always in the know. And then I took the the other piece of last here a little bit more literally for Jeremy's game. One, uh, one in the sense that he outlasted kind of his partners and like closest allies in all three games that he played um and so obviously he was paired up with his wife Val um where she got I think uh how many people were there in San Wallace for 18 20? I she was second voted out so yeah. I think 17th <laughs> potentially 19th uh but I think 17th there um and then in Cambodia, he obviously had that meat shield strategy, uh, early merge, especially with Joe and Savage were kind of his two main ones. Uh, both of them went out early merge and he was able to survive. I always wonder why they took out Savage rather than Jeremy uh, and Kelly's big uh, idol play that season, because um, I, I every time I watch that, which I watch it. Hmm, more than I should uh, just pops up, you know? Uh, I always wonder how scared Jeremy would have been um, knowing that Kelly just nullified nine votes and it can go any way and he's a great target. And so I think that meat shield strategy really helped him outlasting in that sense because- he was not the biggest perceived threat at that point. Um, well, so good on him.
0: I'll even put a pin in that and, and a notch in Jeremy's campus. I would almost say that it's, it's a testament to his outwit game because I don't know this for certain, but I imagine it's more rather than like Savage being the biggest threat, but like who's most likely to not ever work with me. That's What's true. That? Is yeah. it's Savage, right?
1: Yeah. And, so, and, and- they were, they were pissed off at Savage too because they're like the Woo vote before the merge and stuff like that was kind of wonky. And Sierra was mad at him and then they took out Cass. So it kind of made sense. And, and Wentworth and Jeremy played their first season together. I think that's uh, these two like rivals that whole season, kind of very parallel games, uh, actually had the very first season and were on the same starting tribe, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool in San Juan del Sur. Um, so obviously his, his kind of meat shields got out he lasted longer than they did. And then he finished out the Alliance with Steven, Tasha uh, and Spencer. And then again, in winners at war, uh, he, he wasn't an official pair of Natalie Anderson, but uh, they were kind of a pair. They, they weren't going to turn on each other. And there were a number of pairs, as I mentioned earlier that season, um, some that pre-existed, we have Rob and Amber, we have Tony and Sarah, um, things like that, even kind of Sandra with that Tony and, and Sarah group, um, but then you have ones link up really early on, you know, we have uh, Sophie and Yule link up really early on. We have Denise and Adam link up early on. We have Poverty and Rob working. We have Ethan and they're like, we have so many tight pairs that he lost his tight pair at the very first travel council and was able to make it all the way to seventh place. Um, and so shout out to him for outlasting all of his allies, closest allies in all three of his seasons. And then finally, just, I, I mentioned it earlier, um, but he both in San Juan del Sur and winners at war uh, was a threat for several tribal councils before he went home uh, in San Juan del Sur at the tribe swap. He was in the minority of that group uh, and he was on the outs and he was, if they lost immunity, he was going home um, and they, they didn't lose immunity. Um, and then at the merge, he, again, he was on the chopping block, one of his closest allies and Julie quit. Um, so then he was spared. And then he won, individual immunity where he took out josh and then he was voted out so he really he's kind of got nine lives um and i and i mentioned it in winners at war kind of lasting a little bit longer too so um quite literally outlasting um his competition in all three of his seasons uh do you know off the top of your head how many days he lasted Uh, i think it was 98
0: okay so close so close to 100 yeah so close cool uh, yeah. Also, the, as you were talking, the only other thing this is not to your point. I, I just realized that Sarah technically only ever got voted out once. Uh, it's officially eliminated yeah. uh, in in the uh, when she loses the firemaking challenge, That's which true. is interesting. Interesting. Anyways, so let's do some closing uh, arguments in terms of this very long episode, which I'm not surprised at all because these are two. Three-time players with really great resumes to talk about and dissect and dive into. Yep. Alex, I, I'll I'll go ahead and give uh, my closing statement if that. Okay, sense. that's fine. Okay. Um. Oh, wait, who went for it? No, no. Sorry, it's your turn to go first. Go first. Go ahead.
1: Well, it was funny. It was I was gonna say I I I feel like whoever has the last closing statement always like it feels like they won the episode because it's mm. like the last word. Um, yeah. And so, going first is always a disadvantage, but I'll go first. Oh, um, interesting, interesting. I think the closing statement that I have for these two um, again, I started the episode saying how similar they were. Uh, I think they had a very similar career, survivor careers. Again, top 10 players. I think they're shaded in different colors, uh, if you will, of, of their different gameplay. But I think there are three clear distinctions head to head. Uh, between Jeremy and and Lucina one for each of their three kind of first second and third seasons uh, that I want to highlight here um, that that really drives home my point so first and you know you've, you've referenced this a little bit but not fully um, both were blindsided in their first season um, Jeremy was blindsided for being a threat um, being the number one target uh, Lucina was blindsided because she wanted to play the middle Um, and got a little overconfident about it and and pissed Cass off. And Cass said, I want to be the middle vote and take you out. And so it was more of an interpersonal uh, difference rather than being the biggest threat. And I think being blindsided for those two very different reasons, uh, just it it speaks differently to me. Uh, Second, they both won their second season. Uh, Jeremy won it 10-0-0. I think he was only the fourth person to sweep. Uh, Lysina won at 7-3-0. I do think Cambodia had a stronger cast overall. I don't know if you would acknowledge that in this episode, but I think outside of this episode, you would acknowledge that, Caleb. And what's interesting is that Lysina's final three counterparts, Troy, Zan, and Culpepper, were actually people on the ballot for Cambodia that didn't get on the season. Uh, which is they, they kind of they're, they're great players on their own but they like didn't make the cut for Cambodia and so I, I think there's a difference there uh, I, oh, between... hold, on,
0: hold on that's a fan vote so let's I just let's make sure this... uh, you don't think the fans are right <laughs> that's not what I'm saying but <laughs> <laughs> using the language of didn't make the cut isn't because they like, correct weren't good enough. It you was... like what I did there though? <laughs> I, I did. That's why I'm calling you out for it right now. They, they literally
1: didn't make the cut. Um, you know, we, we saw it unfold live on TV. <laughs> um, and then the final thing, you know, I think, uh, in winners at war, uh, Sarah or Lucina and Tony, they had each other and they were able to keep each other safe until the final four. I don't think Tony carried Sarah to the final four. I don't think Sarah carried Tony to the final four. I I think they carried each other and they need each other and they weren't going to turn on each other. Um, Jeremy had that in Natalie and he lost her day two. um, And he was still able to make it to seventh place. And I think that's the distinction, despite him being voted out in seventh and, and Lucina eliminate in fourth. um, He had to do it without his quote unquote pair unofficial pair where Lucina and Tony had each other to the final four. Um, and that's a very different game to play having someone you trust 100% having your back compared to your your number one allies blindsided day two, and you've got to pick up the scraps and keep going. Um, and so that's why I think those three distinctions looking at their first, their second and their third season, I, I think, in my opinion, gives the argument to Jeremy as the better overall game player.
0: Well, as as you did say, you are arguing for Jeremy in this instance. So of course, Right, but was. I
1: can see on your face, you like that argument, though.
0: Uh no no I I I think it's fine arguments I think that ultimately um I, well, what I was thinking about I don't we typically don't refute closing arguments yeah. that's why I don't want to say anything uh that's fine uh I, I this was a part of my closing argument so it'll it'll come into in play okay uh yeah I think in terms when we look at outwit outplay outlast of Sarah lucina I think overall as a survivor player she is. I can call her a better survivor player, not based off of simply based off of individual games, but in the ways that she demonstrates her growth in survivor. Um, and I know that you didn't like this argument earlier, Alex, but like Jeremy's mistake comes up every single season he plays in, in that he, in that he doesn't learn from his mistakes. Sarah is a very flexible survivor player. And in a game where it's often anyone but me she finds a way to get herself to the end to the end once and almost to the end twice the by using her relationships she knows how to navigate and and do some really cool things with advantages she survives and outlasts despite never really having individual immunity to protect her but the testament to Sarah's game, the testament to how I will always remember her gameplay is her ability to not just play the middle, but to build relationships and use those relationships strategically while maintaining those relationships for the most part. Obviously, she doesn't get three votes in games Changers, but and one of those is Sierra because Sierra probably realizes, oh, she did vote me out. Um, but also Sierra and Brad Culpepper were like, tight the whole game and so you know plenty of reasons that she could have voted for brad not just because she didn't want to vote for sarah anyways i digress the point that i want to make though too is that you know you said and this was already gonna be my part of my argument but you said that sarah had like a ride or die like a pair that watched her back time and time again sarah came off of game changers no with a reputation of this she like adam at one point Argue when she's rallying votes against Sarah, when he is rallying votes against Sarah, says he she cuts her friends. Sarah had friends still going to bat for her. Sarah had friends going to bat for her and with her and work with her in game changers and in winners at war when she had a reputation for otherwise. And you said earlier that hey, Jeremy and Natalie they uh they got voted out early for being a pair, yeah. Sarah and Tony was an obvious pair that somehow with their relationships managed to run the game. When we're all sitting there watching from home going, what What are they doing? And I think that's a Testament to Tony's game, but also to Sarah's ability and the relationships that she formed with all of her castmates and both game changers and winners at war. And what's what I said, I talked about she who has a better three narrative arc. I don't know that anyone does than Sarah who went from, naive middle player to trusted friend but brutal with a brutal heart and to ultimately understanding and, and and claiming her gameplay and that it's good and valid and great survivor gameplay and so that's the story of lucina and you know if we were going just based off of story I, i'd give it to her but we're not just going based off of that but we're also going based off of our way out play on it last and i think in all three of those based of all three of those categories she takes the cake here whoo there what it is what an episode what an episode. i'm on these two fire.
1: these two i i have things to review but uh to to spare our listeners uh anymore uh i will i will bring us home uh but thank you so much if you made it this far uh Hope you've enjoyed it. I hope this is thought provoking for you and that you can go with with your friends and banter and argue with them and call them dumb and idiots uh, because that's what we do um, sometimes. But... Hope you enjoyed it. Um you can find us on Instagram uh at speaking llama. Uh we we post just about every week. Uh anytime there are new episodes or other fun things in the survivor community happening. We'd love to see you over there and interact with you. Uh send us a message or um comment kind of your own thoughts or ideas on this episode. We'd love to hear it. Uh and and give me give me um just the satisfaction knowing I won. I I would appreciate that this week. You know, it's it's been a long year. Uh, And I I could use that this week. So thank you. Um, Caleb, any
0: parting words? Hey, we did it. We're here. Thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah, go speak sublama to people.